0: Good morning guys and girls welcome back to the rr show the best show on the internet this is episode 159 today we are jumping into r slash entitled people a nice diverse gathering of entitlements to guide us through this wonderful episode now remember I kept saying check out our youtube channel and we'll be posting some original video content over there well this time a not only can you find the channel if you type the rr show into youtube it has forgiven us for our past transgressions and now you are able to find it and b we have actually posted some now (laughs) so i understand we might uh, you might feel like we lied to you previously but this time we actually have posted over there go check it out youtube drop in the rr show you'll find us you'll find our shiny new content and we've got more coming soon. Anyway, grab your tea and your popcorn and let's jump right on into our first story which is from a user named Magic 8 Balls. If you want to speak Spanish, go back to Mexico. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. experience taylor swift's record-breaking eras tour does anyone
1: here know the lyrics
0: taylor swift the eras tour taylor's version with four additional acoustic songs now streaming only on disney plus swimsuit check sunscreen check phone charger check didn't happen to me, but I was lucky enough to witness it. My great aunt and uncle own a large portion of land in northern Wisconsin, which is about a four-hour drive from where my parents, siblings, and I were living at the time. They had built a few cabins on the land and every summer we used to go up there and stay for about a week. There was a gas station slash casino located on the Oneida Reservation, about halfway between our place and my aunt and uncle's place, And since it was a rather long drive, we would always make a point to stop there to refuel, use the restroom, and grab snacks. Occasionally, my parents would put a few bucks into the slot machines. On one such trip, we made our usual midway pit stop, grabbed our snacks, and waited in line to pay. I must emphasize that this was on the Oneida Reservation, and the two people that were behind the counter were Native Americans. When it was just one guy in front of us, One of the cashiers started ringing him up. While he was doing that, his co-worker asked him something in a language other than English. The guy in front of us lost it and shouted, This is America! We speak English! If you want to speak Spanish, go back to Mexico! The cashier just looked up at him and said, This is the Oneida Indian Reservation. We are speaking Oneida. If you want to speak English, go back to England. The guy's face just turned red. He slammed his money on the counter and stomped out. Really? How ignorant can someone be? Plot twist, depending how far back in history you go, English isn't actually the native language of England. Yeah, yeah very long, sordid, mixed-up history. Our next one is from fmintar1. Entitled Lady Tries To Challenge A Semi With Her Vehicle I always thought that a lot of these entitled people stories in this thread are false and made up. Today I was proven wrong. Entitled people do exist. No shit. So I drive a semi for a living, delivering pallets of merchandise to local stores. Local roads aren't easy to maneuver with 18-wheelers, so oftentimes I took up a lot of space when I tried to make a turn. Most drivers are nice and understanding though. They usually move out of the way, back up to give me some room without hesitation, or some even drove out of their corner street parking spot and parked in another spot just so I can use their space to make a right turn. Lots of nice drivers. However, today I met the rare unsung hero that made this story possible. This morning I was driving on a single-lane, two-way road and I needed to make a right turn at the end of the street so that I can make it to my first delivery, which is a couple of yards away from the T-junction. The T-junction has stop signs only for my lane, so it's quite a dangerous turn since the incoming traffic doesn't need to stop. The street I'm turning into is a double-lane, two-way road, but there's a construction at the corner of the road occupying the right lane. That means I have to swing wide, take up the left lane of the other way so I don't cause an accident on the construction zone. As soon as I saw that both ways were clear, I made the turn carefully. Some vehicles came last minute from the other way, but they saw the construction so they understood and all of them moved to their right lane giving me space. All but one. This lady came up from the other way to the front of my truck before I finished making the turn, forcing me to perform sudden braking, which she does as well. Then she pressed down on her horn hard. She was yelling something that I couldn't understand mostly because she was still honking, but also because our windows are rolled up. She is inching closer to my truck that's on a standstill while gesturing me to move out of the way. Her turn signal's on, indicating she's about to turn left. I just gestured to her as well, shrugging my shoulders, making sure she knows, like, what am I supposed to do? I can't back up, there's another truck behind me, waiting for me to finish making my turn. If I back up, I'll hit the truck with my trailer tail. Mind you, it only takes me a few seconds to complete the turn, and there's no cars behind her because apparently other drivers understood to at least give a truck some space to finish a turn, especially when the roads are tight. I also saw some vehicles turning behind me from their right lane, so there's no excuse that this Karen of a driver can't do the same. By now, she was honking, probably for a full minute, refusing to reverse. This caught the attention of the construction workers. Also, this causes traffic jams from the left side of the T-junction and also behind me. People were furious and she wouldn't move. One of the construction workers told the lady to just move back and give me some room to finish my turn. But she wouldn't budge. She just yelled something at him while still pressing on her horn. After a while, I had enough of her, released my brakes and started to inch closer towards her. I had no intentions to cause any damage, just hoping that she would get scared of my fret and move back. What do you know, it worked! Her eyes widened, she panicked for a bit, switched her gear shift to reverse and started moving backwards. I didn't give her any room to move forwards again, just kept inching forward while she's moving backwards, until I saw that my trailer is safe to finish the turn. Then I'm back to my own lane karen gives me the death glare but i did the same to her i also stick out my tongue because why not then the most hilarious thing happens from my side mirror i saw the construction workers clapping and cheering for me also the truck behind me also made that turn giving karen no space to move forward again (laughs) then the vehicle on the left side of the t-junction just kept going not letting Karen make her turn. It was glorious. I made it to my delivery about 5 minutes late, but it was totally worth it. I just hate people with that attitude in life. They're the they're the IRL version of well actually, the, uh, the sign says it's my right- who cares? Just- just be a decent human being. Go around people. Just, just go around. Honestly, it's it's not the end of the world. Why are you going out of your way to try and make an issue? Oh god. Anyway, our next story is from when it loads. There we go. Al Bundy. Hmm. Suspicious. It's not the real Al Bundy. Idiot father costs his kids hundred dollars or as much as five hundred dollars for being a moron. The year was 1995, or maybe 96. Two kids, about 12, 13, walked into my store and wanted to buy a pack of Upper Deck SPS basketball. For those of you that do not know, there was one card per pack and it was a hologram card, except for some inserts. The kid paid $5 and he selected a pack and opened it it didn't look like a regular card and we were confused about what it may be i asked to see it and saw that it was an inferni hardaway rookie autograph redemption card to get it you had to mail this in to the upper deck and they sent you an autographed card the kid asked what the value was and i pulled out my beckett's price guide and looked it up and no online sites back then according to the guide it had a value of 500 dollars Needless to say, this kid was jumping up and down with joy, and his friend was excited too. Enter Idiot Father. Idiot Father saw his happy kid and looked annoyed. He asked what was going on. Kid told him he got a $500 card. I confirmed this, and he asked how much he paid for the pack. When the kid told him, he got mad that he wasted 5 bucks on a goddamn pack of cards. I told the kid what had to be done to get the card. And father was upset that he had to mail something. His reasoning was they would know where he lived. I told him that this was normal and it was just to send his son the card. No, not having it. I even said to him, look, I'll tell you what, I'll mail it in for you so your address won't be known by Upper Deck. I'll give you a receipt and I'll give you a call when it comes in. And he didn't want that because I'd have his number. I said, sir, I don't want to hang with you. All I want is for your son to get his damn card." I then said, I'll give you a receipt for the card and you can come in and pick it up in about 30 days and I'll mail it tomorrow. Nope, I would just tell him that I never got it and sell it and rip him off. So I said, okay, fine, whatever, how about I give you $100 for it right now and you don't have to do anything. No, it was worth $500 and I was ripping him off. He then told the kid that he wasn't smart enough to buy anything because he was being robbed and was an idiot for not realizing it. I tried one last time. I showed him the expiry date, which was in about two months, and said that since he had no interest in mailing it in or selling it, he would not be getting anything for it as it would become worthless after that date. Well, he dragged the kid out while insulting the kid and me, leaving his friend behind to fend for himself. Several months go by and I never heard if the kid got his card or not. One day I decided to go to the supermarket in the strip mall I was located in and saw the kid with his mother. I asked him if he ever got the card and he said no. His mother asked what card and the kid said nothing. She asked again and he muttered that he got a good card and his father wouldn't let him send away for it. He told her what it was worth and that I offered to buy it. Oh she got pissed. A few seconds later here comes idiot father and he sees me talking to them. She asks him about the card and he started stammering that I was trying to rip them off and tried to get their address and that the whole thing was a scam. The look in her eyes could melt the polar fucking ice caps. She said, I work three jobs you fuck and you sit on your ass all day and then you turn down an easy hundred bucks because you're so fucking paranoid you refuse to believe anything. She asked her son what happened to the card, and the kid told her that moron ripped it up and threw it out the window of the car. She turns to him and tells him he's walking home, because she didn't want to be in the same car with him. Found out it was a seven-mile walk. It was December. I don't know what happened after that, but the kid's friend told me they'd moved soon after. Our next one is from zealouscow9510. Ken and Karen, get to the boot. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? Hello fellow redditors, allow me to tell you the tale of Ken and Karen, the darling couple who must think they are the ruling king and queen of entitlement, but their reign is about to come crashing down all around them because of a sleep deprived, over caffeinated, sick of everyday fight and underpaid employee of Tim Hortons, aka me. It brings in the year 2020, during the COVID lockdown. I was working at Tim Hortons almost every day. I worked in a small town, so most of the employees were older and chose to stay home due to the risks. That meant us younger staff picked up most of the shifts. Yay! I mean, I guess no biggie, bigger paycheck. I, however, ended up getting a temporary promotion to management. With little to no training, I learned by trial and error. And when masks became mandatory, there was a bit of pushback. However, people needed their caffeine to feel semi-alive. During COVID, we experienced people spitting at us, throwing their garbage or whatever they could grab, upset because only three people were allowed to be on shift to allow social distancing and they had to wait 15 minutes to get their drinks. It got to the point that the local RCMP would sit and give people tickets for being dicks. Now every day, at 1.30, Ken would make his appearance. He'd waltz in, not wearing a mask, and every time he would be sent back out to get it to put it on. He'd usually just drive off and not order. However, Ken and his companion Karen came up with the idea of waiting for the officers to go on their lunch break, and then come into the store. Ken came waltzing in with no mask, and at the time it was myself and a young girl who was in high school on the floor as it wasn't a busy day, and our co-worker, when I took his temperature at the door, had a fever and so wasn't able to work. She told him that he needed his mask before we could take his order. He said that it was fine and he'd only take a few seconds. She refused and offered drive-through as he didn't have to wear one if he did that. Cue the meltdown. He started screaming that we were discriminating against him and he had rights. At this point i stepped in and sent the girl to drive through and responded with yes you have the right to not wear a mask however we have the right to work in a safe environment and if alberta health happened to come in and see i'm serving you with no mask i would lose my job if you choose not to wear a mask that is absolutely fine but i'm going to have to ask you to use the drive-through well cue an even larger meltdown He proceeded to tell me I might as well be in Germany, forcing the Jewish people into train cars and sending them to death camps. At this point, I had been at work since 5am and frankly, I was done. Immediately began to speak a few phrases of German I know. Guy's mouth was opening and closing, but no sounds were coming out. Finally, he was able to spit out a Nazi cunt. I said the few phrases again before asking if he'd like to get his mask so I can take his order. He demanded to speak to my manager. So I did a 360, spread my arms out and happily said, Hi, I'm OP, the new manager, how can I help you today? Oh, I'm so sorry, unfortunately I can't take your order or deal with your complaint until you're wearing a mask. If you don't have one, I'd be happy to provide you with one. The guy absolutely lost it. I watched a 40-some-year-old man stomp his foot. As he was trying to come up with an insult, his wife walks in, upset that it's taking too long. Lo and behold, no mask. She begins the same speech of me being an awful human being when I hold up my hands and say, I'm sorry ma'am, your husband here already gave me that lecture. May you try something else? She then goes on and on about how they can't breathe with them. It's a medical condition. I smile and said that, well, her breathing seems fine since both her and her husband can scream at us for several minutes without needing to breathe. And if they refuse to wear a mask, then I will have to ask them to leave. Well, how dare I suggest that? They need their iced caps and bagel and they aren't leaving until I give them and it better be free for the inconvenience and disrespect they had to endure." I shrugged and walked away and started making orders for people in drive-thru. Just as the lovely RCMP officers are walking in the door, Karen begins to throw whatever she can get her hands on at us, thankfully missing but destroyed a few of our monitors with napkin dispensers. The officers immediately grab both and drag them outside. She is screaming that I assaulted her first and she was defending herself and in the process of her flailing around, hit one of the officers. Ken is calling us Nancy-loving bastards and he's being treated like a Jew and the officers might as well take them to the gas chamber. Now, Ken owns a car shop and in a small town word travels like wildfire. Ken and Karen not only get a few charges and a ride in the back seat, but Ken had to close his garage as all his customers stopped going. They also got banned from our location and the owner made sure to tell any other businesses that sold coffee about them. They had to drive over an hour to get anything fast food related. All businesses refused to serve them. Friends and family cut ties. They ended up moving. I bumped into them a few months ago and I couldn't help but ask. Wouldn't it have been easier just to wear the mask? And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of this fantastical episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to see a little bit more, you can check out our Patreon for the bonus episodes or check out our YouTube, The RR Show on YouTube. You can find it now and we have actually started posting brand new, unique video content over there, so be sure to go and check that out. Once again, guys and gals, thank you ever so much. I will see you in the next one. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DDW, void work prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast.